welcome to my Amulet podcast. Today I have a super special guest, Cecilia Lesnick. I've been practicing your last name as I told you like two seconds ago. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so Cecilia, you are here to talk to us about the COVID Chronicles. Yes. Which is so, so cool. It, it You know, it is such a labor of love. And I, if you had told me on April 1st of 2020 mm -hmm. that I would be here still doing it, I would have thought that that's a little bonkers, but here right. we are. And I have just completely committed myself to continuing the project. And I think it's just become such a nice outlet for me um, in the thick of it. So when, it, when I started the COVID Chronicles, it was um, April 1st, 2020. Mm -hmm. So it was day 19 of the lockdown. Right. And at that point, there were so many unanswered questions. How long it was going to last, what this all was going to look like, what would navigating things be like. And being that the only people I was seeing in person was my immediate family. Right. It also allowed me to have conversations with people outside of my home because it started with my painting live on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So it was so fun to be able to have friends chime in and have a conversation. Right. Um, and when I first started, I, I wasn't using a tripod. I legit was balancing my phone on some glasses and... <laughs> It was it was funny. You were improvising. I was improvising. I was using what I had, you know. I was um I was I getting that. creative with it. And uh it, but nowadays, you know, I, I have a tripod and um and and I don't do the entire session live because I know that obviously when we were in the lockdown, people mm -hmm. had a lot of kind of space to fill during the day. Once they were done with work, um there was a lot to do. And so I tried to go on around lunchtime so that if people people weren't going out to lunch, obviously. Right. So I figured, well, here's a nice thing for you to do during her lunch break. Yeah, like something positive something, and relaxing. Yeah. And um, so today we are seven books in. Um, so this is the stack of all of the books. I love this. And this is the one that we're on right now. So that's why there's still white space. And this is the one that we started with. So this was um, day one. Day one was just a very intricate pat, uh, page. Um, Safer at home was yes. the message of the day. And I had always wanted to do a, a two-page spread, but I had just never given myself the time mm -hmm. to do it. I had, when you look at sketch my sketchbooks before, they're always just like small little things. Um, so this really allowed me to work in a different scale. And during the full, full lockdown, everything was very, That's very, beautiful. very detailed, very intricate. You know, this would be like two hours of my day. Nowadays, I maybe paint for about 15 minutes. Right. It's simpler, but I'm still doing it. And actually, I did a very intricate one uh, two days ago for my niece's 15th birthday and um she's a big harry potter fan and her middle name is rose and she if you've if you're a harry potter fan or have a harry potter fan yes. in your life you may have done the sorting hat mm -hmm. app so she t turns out she's slytherin 
<gasps> and me too. Oh, really? So she's I've Slytherin. never met a fellow one in the wild. She is a Slytherin, and so for her oh, birthday, I love her. She's, she must be fabulous. She's a she's a cool <laughs> kid. So I did a, a snake and roses for her oh my for her God. birthday. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. So that was for. That- I love it even more now that I know the story behind it. And I didn't do a message with yesterday's just because, well, with this one two days ago, but every day has a message. Yeah. And so it is kind of, it is, it is, it's part art project, part art journal, and just a little bit of how I feel that day or what might be on my mind or something that might be going on in the community. You know, I, there was, there was a page for Surfside the morning after, um, you know, things leading up to the election without politicizing Mm -hmm. it. Like I had pages dedicated to just, you know, remembering to vote. Right. Um, And when we actually got, unfortunately, when we actually got COVID, um, you know, there were personal tallies of, because they tell you, okay, well, you know, it's 10 days mm-hmm. and then the 14 days and, you know, and we, we really felt like we wanted to get retested and not just kind of go back out into right. the wild. So I had the calendars and then we, I, tr- I always try to look at the positive side of things. And so we, we actually got COVID over the, um, the holiday break in December. Ouch. So the good thing about it was that the kids because all four of us got it so at the same time at the same time my husband and my two children um we we were able to quarantine together we didn't have to worry about school for the kids we um didn't have to worry about work too too much because Mm -hmm. i feel like those two weeks every year are kind of when people pause right a lot anyhow so work-wise um, you know, so I, I, for a living, um, because unless somebody wants to sponsor me, I don't have anyone that pays me to paint, um, other than my commissions, but, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a realtor and right. I work in our family's firm. And so it was also really nice that, that, you know, the agents that I had deals working with, like they knew I had it. So they were also very gracious about that, but it was a good time. And, you know, in essence, in theory, right. if you look at it, in hindsight, it was a good time to have it. But I did the actual 12 days of Christmas also. So that took up a chunk. But so I always try to have fun with it and get creative with it. And um, Pinterest is a big source of the quotes. So um, one of my friends is a psychologist. And the other day she said, oh, I love this one. I said, well, I can't take credit for it. It's not my quote. And, you know, and sometimes on Pinterest, it's other artists illustrating quotes. And so... They don't source the quote. So if I don't source it, it's because I don't know the source. But every night before I go to bed, I kind of just go on there and see what's going to spark something for the next right. day potentially. Um, and we go from there. Sometimes the kids give me requests. Hey, can you do oh, I love this that. or that? Um, so, yeah. So it's it's been, it's been a fun, fun project. And today will be day 466 That's consecutive. Amazing. That's amazing. I think it's, well, I've expressed to you already how much I love what you're doing, but specifically because you took such, what I would say has been like the darkest time of our generation, right? And you made something so positive out of it and something that everybody can enjoy. It wasn't just for you. You extended it to 
to a community. And I, I absolutely love that. Well, thank you. I think that it was it was also just something for my own mental health yes. as well. Um, I think that those first few weeks in the lockdown, part of the unknown was how do you restructure your day? Mm -hmm. And how does this look? Because for those of us who have don't have the conventional nine to five office right. scenario, um, there are there were certain drivers that all of a sudden went away, right? Like there was no longer having to get the kids to school because mm -hmm. they would roll out of bed and put on a school uniform right. shirt <laughs> if that's all they wanted to wear and show up on camera. Um, you know, having to prepack lunches became yeah. something that we didn't have to do. So it, it did allow me to have something to look forward to and to kind of help pace the day and and it's been so so nice um just to get the feedback as well yeah. from friends who are like oh my gosh I love this one or can I buy a print of this one and 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 I always tell them yes you know whatever one you like I can put it on canvas for you I can recreate it on a separate paper because one of the things that I refuse to do is to dismantle the project yeah, no, like please don't <laughs> like I want to keep the books intact yeah. um there are there's such a treasure there are seven of them right now and I think that when you and I spoke I said <laughs> these are an heirloom like yeah I don't know what kids I gonna get this but 100 one of my two kids is gonna get it and they're gonna like yes. it and they're gonna keep it forever yes. um so yeah so it's been it's been fun in that in that regard and the biggest question that I get is, when are you going to, when are you going to stop? When is it going to end? Like, and I think that the definition of the COVID pandemic is, you know, it's it's a very personal definition. Right. Um, I think if you statistically look at the global numbers, like we're still in in it. Like, yeah. we still have a pandemic. You know, whether. You know, it looks like it's going to be a while. It looks like it's going to be a while. So I think that for me, um, I'm not going to feel like out of the woods until my kids are fully vaccinated. Yeah. Um, you know, like I still have to worry about where I take them, when I take mm -hmm. them, making sure that they have their masks on. And, you know, and I still mask even though I'm fully vaccinated and I have the the antibodies in addition to that. But right. so I think that that for me potentially is going to be a nice kind of like a but who knows like that day may come and I might feel like wait yeah you're I not still ready love yet this. Yeah. um but you know maybe that's when a second project is born um something you know post covid i don't yeah you know. i was just going to say that so so yes because it, every day is not about covid every day is just a positive message as much as possible and sometimes it's disbelief like there was right. One day, I think it may be in book one or two, that it was um, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. And that's how I wrote it. I wrote out Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. And then um, my friends who have military backgrounds were like, that's funny. And then other people were like, what is that? I don't understand. And I was like, well, <laughs> it's it's like the military alphabet. So Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Think about those first three yeah. letters. I'm like, oh, Okay. So there's a play on words, which is something that I've always done with my art. So I brought a couple of my canvases to kind of show that 
I've always done that. Um, I've always liked to have a a play on on words. Um, I, yeah, so I've always have had an affinity for a play for playing with words, playing yes. with phrases, and um, and so in two thousand and eight, um, a f- I. I noticed that uh, Books and Books was turning over their gallery that they have at the Coral Gables mm-hmm. store over like every month and a half or so. And I had a professional relationship with them having worked um, and ha- at the time I was still working in the museum world. Um, and I approached them. I said, hey, you know, how how do artists, how do you solicit artists to and they're like, oh, do you want to do it? And I, and I said yes. And the great thing about that gallery is that one of my favorite kind of literary spaces in Miami is the children's section yes. of the Coral Gables Books and Bookstore. Like, it just makes me happy. <laughs> I love the color. Yes, I love special. how vibrant it feels. I love how... Um, it just, I feel like it's a space that sparks curiosity, mm-hmm. which is so important for kids. And so I did the Pi series. I did them and I did the Miami alphabet and the, I went back and did another show there and I did, um, the foods and I did the mermaids. So, Aww. um, so the Pi series was a play on words and, it's it's up there. That is one of them. So the idea is like I was thinking I about all that. these different types of pies, right? So I was thinking about all these pies. Pumpkin pie, apple pie, and then that one, which is pecan pie. Pecan pie. I love it. And then the food series um was same thing, just a play. Like, how would you illustrate these really popular things? So this bottom canvas, which is, it says super sugar and then a carton of milk. Well, that's breakfast. It's cereal. Um, and uh, a friend of mine bought one of my favorite pieces from that show, which was a jar of peanut butter holding hands with a jellyfish. It's peanut butter and jelly. So I've always Love enjoyed it. that kind of play on words. Yeah. And um, and the, and the Miami, Miami alphabet was very, very similar. Um, I actually kept most of that because I felt like, oh, you know, at that time I was, I was pregnant with my daughter who's going to be 11. And I did this whole series and I kind of, so A was for alligator and B was for banyan. Cause I was also trying to think of things that weren't too, too right. common. And um, S was for stiltsville. Um, so, and I remember like going and asking friends, oh my gosh, like I'm stumped on this one letter. Like what, you know, what do I do for X? Someone was like, oh, just do palm trees, like cross. And I was like, oh, I guess I do that. Like palm trees, you that, know, X yeah, marks the that's spot. Such a good sure. idea. So, um, so that, that was a, a fun, fun series. So I've always have really enjoyed that kind of caricaturistic and whimsical, yeah. side of it um your art is very fun i have to say it's super colorful and fun and just uplifting like you can look at it and not smile 
It's impossible. Thank you. I love that. Would you consider turning some of these from the COVID Chronicles into like a show like that? I would. I mean, I would. would I would love. I would. I would. Hint books and books. We're ready for another one. (laughs) I would love. I. I want. I think when all is said and done, which is why it does. It really does need to have an end, right? In that sense, because I would love to do something with it. Yes. Whether um, so, right now, COVID Chronicles lives digitally on two separate platforms. So there's a Facebook page um which is covid chronicles um an illustrated survival guide is what it's called on facebook and on that one you can see a large number of the the lives so you can go back and watch those old ones i also sometimes will do a speed paint um so it's a time lapse video of me painting part of the page those live on there and then the, all of the um, the chronology of the series is on there divided up by book. So you can see, you can start with book one and work your way to book seven, flipping through and looking at them. And then the other digital platform that they have is on Instagram. And the handle for that is at covidchronicles.illustrated. Covidchronicles.illustrated is that one. And... Um, it was coming up with the name actually for the project was came after I had a conversation with this really talented author. His name um, is Jeff Lazarus, and he's a friend of a friend. And she said to me, you, you need to talk to Jeff because Jeff writes, um, but he also has another career path. And mm-hmm. I think it would be really interesting for you to talk to someone who has two separate career paths, but right. has this creative outlet that's, you know, really, and, and Jeff writes, he's, he's a published author. Because ideally, um, I'm such, I'm such a pen and paper girl that ideally, I would love for them to be like a picture book. Yes. Um, so that's it another would translate so well, it would translate really well. Yes. And I, I could just see it like a big coffee table book. Yeah. So beautiful. Really big because at yes. this point, right, we're like 400 something pages into it. So that's another reason why I know that like there has to kind of be an end of life to it. You know, whether maybe it's volume, volume one, one, volume yes. two, you know, maybe volume one is books one through three or something. Right. But um, but that's another part of the rationale is because I would love I would love to see them published as a collection. And um I would also I also kind of like the idea of them having like a a digital flip book version yeah. of it as well that could live online so that if you're not a collector of books or you you know not everybody is as um, much of a maximalist as I am some people are minimalist um <laughs> and so because of that I know that that could be another nice way is for there right. to be a covid chronicles kind of whether it's a landing on my website or it has its own. Um, but the, you know, it was living under the umbrella of the CSD studio, which is what I've called my studio work for almost 20 years now. I've called it the CSD studio. And, um, but then I, I spoke with Jeff and he said, you know, if if you want this to have its own life, it needs to 
have its own life. Right. So that's when I decided to break it away from this, from the umbrella of the studio. Well, not break it away from the umbrella, but I wanted to give it its own platform so they could shine on its own and not get mixed in with other things. And so, um, so I do get, you know, kind of funny questions sometimes from people like, how many, so how many Instagram accounts do you have? (laughs) I was like, well, I have my private one, which is only for my friends. And that's where I post like my kids and that personal stuff. And then I have my real estate one, which is CSD Homes, Miami. And then I have CSD Studio and Style, which is kind of all of my studio work mixed in with just, I've always been told that I have kind of a creative sense of style so that's you in do. there and um and then there's the covid chronicles um and i i also run our real estate firms social media but that's a totally different thing so it's been really nice to kind of see it all together so when right. you go to the instagram account example for example for covid chronicles you can see it in total chronological order mixed in with um time-lapse video yeah. as well so which is how i found you by the way yeah and then i so realized funny that we that yeah. we have friends in common and we've crossed paths for a, a while now but i found you through covid chronicles isn't that crazy i love it and, and that is so that's so nice to me because i will say that like you know, I don't I don't do it for the followership. I don't yeah. do it for the likes. I really just do it because it's a passion project of mine. Right. Obviously, I'd love to have additional followership and more likes, but that's not why I'm doing it. So when people say, oh, yeah, I've been following, I realize like, oh, you know, not some people just stumble upon it and they, yeah. um, you know, and they may not put two and two together because my profile picture on it is I'm I'm wearing a mask. I've got my glasses on. <laughs> yeah. And so it's not like I'm really, really identifiable. Right. Um, I'm like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> so but it's it is it is so great. And um, we've done little bits of traveling. And, um, you know, I just the other nice thing is that I use the size sketchbook that I use, which it's a five by seven. Because I can, I can take it's it with portable. me. It's so portable, and so I just stick everything into my materials bag, and everything that I use yeah. is in here. And I can just shove that into my little into my backpack right. when we um, go and visit friends around the state, and and it's and it's with me. And I have yet to miss a day. I remember there was one day I was so tired, and I don't even know what had been going on. And I was just on the prep precipice of just maybe not doing it that day. And my husband was like, if you did it when we had COVID and you I were like know. in bed, why aren't you going to do it? And and that and, and his voice is constantly in my head. So that's support right there. Just just <laughs> this awesome. the even notion of it. Like we were we were out of town um, last week and we had gone to visit um we had gone to visit a friends we were staying with friends in in Orlando and by the time that we had gotten to Orlando and we'd gone straight to dinner and by the time we got back to our friend's house 
it was 1145. And I remember my husband was like, everyone unpack the car. You go paint. Go, go, go. Oh and I was like, goodness. okay. And I just ran to the house I and sat at his dining room table and like, you know, whipped it out. And um, we had been at uh, Bach Tower earlier that day in Lake Wales. And if anyone ever goes on a, if you've never done a Florida road trip, first of all, I highly recommend it. out. Our, our state, as kooky as it is, um, is chock full of just yeah. the prettiest and coolest places. And Bach Tower is one of my favorite places. It's, And if you remember Fairchild, you actually get free reciprocal membership admission. I did not know so, that. Um, so we, yeah. So on our little Florida road trip, we did we visited not one, but two botanical gardens. Thank you, Fairchild membership. <laughs> so we went to Bach Tower and they have this beautiful... Uh, children's garden and Bach Tower was a private home um, Mr. Bach was the owner and he built this um, uh, Carillion Tower like they have at the University of Florida and at Duke University in the middle of the property and every hour on the hour the bells have a concert and so we were in the children's garden and they have this art making area and I did this drawing um, I tend to always like gravitate to drawing if I don't know what to draw, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do some leaves and some flowers. Yeah. Like, I always just love doing leaves and flowers. And so I did that. So we we got, so fast forward, like, nine hours later, we get to our friend's house. It's 1145. And I decided to use, instead of my straight watercolor paints, I was going to use my watercolor pens, which I hadn't used in a while. And those are really fun. And if you experiment with watercolor and you've never used a watercolor pen, I highly recommend it. I, I like to use the Pentel. So I did the whole thing in the watercolor marker, pen marker, and then I took my brush to it and at like 11.58 was posting it and was like, oh my two gosh, minutes, like two minutes. it was under the radar. <laughs> so I have yet to miss a day in, you know, That's well so over incredible. 450 days. And, um, you know, and today, for example, I, I still have to do work work after right. we're done this afternoon. And so I've already thought about like, okay, so I've got to do this at this time and this at this time. So sometime between here and dinner, like I will sit down and paint. And I even thought about doing it before the podcast. So I already tacked out the date and the, cause I always write the date mm -hmm. that it is. So I write down, so this is how, this is how the page starts. It starts blank. Right. And in the upper corner, I write what day it is. And this is... So 484. The, so 484 is how many days since, since you the lockdown. Not since we started. Oh, since, whoa. Yeah. Okay. So I, the lockdown started on March 12th. Yes. The project starts on April 1st. First. So it. below day 484, I write P. 466 that's today and that's project day 466 and then the actual the date, date 7 9 2021 so you'll have to check the instagram or the facebook to see what um what this page will hold i still don't know we'll see what it, it will we'll see hold. what inspires we'll see what it'll you hold. yeah it's so amazing that you haven't missed a day and i feel like if you had missed that one day that you felt like oh i don't want to do it maybe that would have trickled into more days and then you would have really right it's like everything in life is a snowball effect yes. right and so i think it, 
I I will say I other than work, um, because I I really I I take my work very very seriously and rearing children. But even <laughs> then, you want to go hide in a closet for at least thirty minutes a day. I will say I've never committed myself to a project like this. Yeah. So it's also for me, it's been a personal test of like um, longevity with something, mm -hmm. which I. You know, I think to myself, goodness, if I'd gone to the gym 466 days in a row, <laughs> the it would be so different, you know. Um, so I, you know, so it is also a little bit like of like a, you know, pat on the back for me. Like, goodness, like it's incredible. I've kept I've kept it going, but I think I keep it going because I love it so, so much. Yeah. And it makes me so happy and I love sharing it. And um you know, and I just, a friend of mine was telling me maybe about a year ago, he said to me, you know, imagine like your, your kids years and years and years from now, your kids are going to be able to pick up these, these notebooks and yeah, they'll have not just their personal memories of everything that happened in 2020 and, and beyond at this point, because it was 2020 at that point when we had the conversation, but your account to it too and it'll yeah. be such an interesting kind of visceral thing that they potentially will experience seeing remembering their memories remembering you sitting at the desk doing it all of your things um and my, you know my husband when he's not working is we is uh he plays guitar and so sometimes when you listen live you'll hear him playing in the background sometimes he'll come in and you know, Abbott and Costello it and just start kind of like talking to people like, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing today. So it's, <laughs> it is such a, a slice into kind of what happens in, yeah. in the house, um, which is fun. I, I have to also say, I think one of the funniest things is we have a two-year-old golden retriever. So when I started the Chronicles, she was just over a year old. And every day, and um, this is no joke. And if you ever catch me doing it live, you will you will see this. It is hysterical. The minute that I say, okay, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of this ongoing project, right. which started on April 1st of last year. I'll be back at some point tomorrow. And until then, be happy, be healthy, be safe, and be smart. The minute that I start that, if she is near me, she starts to bark. No. Because... <laughs> At the beginning, I used to then take the notebook outside to photograph and post. So she knows. So she used to know like, oh, we're going to go outside, right? And to this day, that dog, even though I sit there and I tell her, no, no, I'm not going outside. She knows that it's, I'm, I'm about to end. Most of the time these days, I wrap up on Facebook while I'm still in the midst of it. And I hop over to Instagram to give Instagram a little bit of a live time as well. Right. So I'm like, no, no, I'm not done yet. You know, but yes, like nine out of 10 times you will hear my dog 
barking because she's like, oh, we're done. So it really is a family affair. It is a full-blown family affair. That's like you'll amazing. hear kids coming in like, oh, what's happening for dinner? And then the other one will be like, no, she's painting. We can't leave her it. alone. Leave her alone, you know? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, go away. Um, so it's a good thing that the camera is on my hands yeah. and not on my face because like half the time I'm like mouthing That's to so people like, funny. go, stop, stop, stop. I'm almost done. I'm, Give me five minutes. So, but I think it's so important that during such a crazy time, you you were able to model for your kids how to positively and and in a, in a healthy way respond to stress. Because they could have seen you, you know, crying in a corner, which I'm sure we all did. I, I know I did at some point. I mean, I think that, you know, it, it is really fantastic, I think, as a society, how much more transparent we've become about mental health. Yes. And I always tell my kids, you know, it's okay to feel whatever feeling you're feeling. Yeah. You know, you don't always have to be happy. Right. Um, and if you're feeling sad, it's okay to feel sad. If you're feeling scared, if you're feeling whatever it's, it mm -hmm. is you're feeling. And, and you know, when, when this all started to unfold, I had a kindergartner and a third grader. Yeah. And so it was a... It was a lot of big emotion for little people. Um, so I did I did try to channel that um, for them. I mean, every day we try to channel creative outlets for them. Um, last summer, you know, I'm not going to say obviously because I know that some people <laughs> did, but last summer we, we opted to not send them to camps yeah. and keep them home. And... I built out a schedule for them, which this year, there are a few weeks when they're not in camp, and I'm, I, I've adopted the same schedule. And in that schedule, every day from three to four o'clock was art making. And so I, you know, <laughs> you know, thank you, Amazon. Yeah. Yes, I'm, you know, I, I'm just doing my part to make sure that you know, Jeff Bezos makes it to the moon um, because <laughs> I think we're all I think guilty we of all that. are guilty of that. Unfortunately, we can't at, help it. We, you know, at some point I was yeah. like, OK, I'm going to start ordering from like local places because this is out of control. Um, but yeah, I remember once like you, you get to know your Amazon delivery person by a first name. You kind of know you got to ease up a little bit. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I ordered like all of these art supplies for them. Because selfishly, I was like, well, I can use some of this too, you know, so I bought all these canvases and I got them like their own sets of acrylic paints and lots of beading and things to make um, sun catchers with. I just name it and I probably like bought it, you know, like pom poms and pipe cleaners and all this stuff, right? Molding clay. I mean, it was all over the place. And um, but it's funny that you say that because we have... Um, we don't have things delivered to our house. Like we have things delivered to our local UPS store on, on Ponce. And it used to be that, and Don, my husband always used it for his business because he preferred to have things go there. Well, then I started sending all of my packages there. And now I'm the one that like every day, <laughs> like I love the guys at the yeah. UPS store. Shout out to, to Jason and the guys. Yes. At the Ponce UPS store down the street from school. So like every day and and every day I leave and I'm like, see you tomorrow. I f Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's also just because, you know, um, you know, I think also in, in the midst of it, like 
you know, Jerry's Artorama wasn't delivering, you know, it was harder, like it was tough to get stuff. stuff. And so, um, you know, and I, um, I'm a big uh, Jerry's Artorama fangirl. And so I, um, once I realized like, oh man, like I should just go ahead and order a few of these books. So I remember like ordering like four at once and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to order four of these. And then they stopped carrying the paint that I use. So I, there's this Miami artist and he is an old coworker of mine's uh, brother and his name is Juan Travieso and he's an incredibly gifted artist. He has, um, he's done campaign work for Perrier and does murals, not just in Wynwood, but globally, just incredible guy. Anyway, so I remember one time I was, he was coming in to do um, a workshop um, when I worked at a museum with his sister. And I said, you know, I know that you work with X, Y, and Z, but I've seen you also do da, 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 da. And so he was like, oh yeah, try these pens. And then I was following another artist and I was like, oh, I really love the, just the, the pigmentation that your water, what watercolors are you using? Like, oh, I, you know, we use Pelican watercolor. So I, so I use Pelican watercolor and I love it. I love Pelican watercolor. This was the set that I was using when I started the Chronicles. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like pretty worn down. Mm. It still has some stuff. And one of one of my viewers, who's a friend from, um, who is a a friend from church, was like, "Sessy, you need. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Are you getting another one?" I was like, "Yeah." And I and I and I had a backup. So I was like, "I've got a backup somewhere. Like I just need I need to find it." Next thing I knew, there was like a delivery at my door. Like she had ordered me Aww. a new set, and it's the set that I use now. And but That's I still so go back sweet. to this one. I still go back to this one now. And then I'm like, you know what? I still have a little bit red, a little bit of red on the in you the can old one. Still squeeze some stuff out of. There. I can still squeeze some stuff out of here, and I've got special mixes. So, um, so I use those guys. I love the Pelican watercolors, and then um, I use, and this everybody's always always ask me oh what are those pens that you use I'm like well it's not a pen it's it's a brush so this is it's called a pentel aqua brush and i've been using this thing for years long before the chronicles um and i discovered these because uh if you if you're an artist you know that your supplies take up a lot of space yeah and it can get very messy and I don't, I don't have a formal studio. My studio is my work desk. So I kind of clear off my laptop and I set up the studio. And what I love about these guys is that the cavity is, it's an empty cavity that you fill with water. So you don't need to have a separate re- receptacle mm-hmm. for your water to clean your brushes with. Um, one time, I, I think... I think this is what sparked the conversation with us. We, you and I were at our mutual friend Pia's house yes. and I came in, um, to, to do water slide stuff and, and either you or Pia asked like, what happened to your hand? And I was like, Oh, I just, it's <laughs> like, I just finished painting because I don't blot my brush on paper. I just you do scrub it, it, on, it on my hand. It's gross. I know. But, um, so, because I'm using watercolor um, 
brushes like that, I have to use waterproof pens. Yeah. Um, and so I use a, an assortment of different things. Um, Micron pens. I love these. And then these two are like my, I feel like these are like my high school loves. I was, good. I was just going to say that. These I learned to use in when I was at Gables High in IB Art Research. And they were like, we had to write our, we had to write our IB Art Research mm -hmm. papers in these sketchbooks by hand. By hand. And because they were shipped to Ireland... It had to be done with waterproof, waterproof pen because, God forbid, like an hour, a year and a half of your work Can gets you destroyed. No. Can you imagine? No. no. I mean, especially no. <laughs> at like 18, you're like, my life is ruined. Like, Yes. So I remember Miss Greenaway, rest in peace. She was the best. She inspired me to major in art history. Um, She introduced us to the Uniball pens. So I have the Ugh. Uniball pens that I love. They're waterproof. Such memories. Such great memories, those Uniball pens. And then, you know, again, a few few months ago, I went, I was at Jerry's Artorama, and I said to um, the woman who was working there, I said, you know, I've got this thing, and I need I need to find, like, more waterproof pens like not just the microns because i really need like a thick one yeah not a sharpie sharpies bleed and the microns tend to lose their tip they do lose Quickly. their tip yeah. yeah and i mean they're great don't get me wrong i'm you know this is no diss um even the accurates like lose their yeah so they introduced me to what has become one of my new favorites which is the super black pen that one <laughs> and that's I've what it's called never the seen. super black and it's a set and it comes with different tips. And the, the the sell point for me was that it had a thick brush tip. Right. So I was like, oh. So that's yes. where you do all your detailing with. I do all my pens. detailing with these or the uniballs or the microns, um, super black, and um, and then the, the Pelican watercolor. And then that's so cool. I will use a Pentel um, watercolor pencil sometimes. And I know this this bag is like the Mary Poppins bag. It's like stuff just keeps coming bag. out of it. Um, and uh, the Pentel. Um, yes, the brush pens. The brush pens. I love those. So these are watercolor pens. And then they're the, the Pentel watercolor pencil, um, which I, I like using these guys as well. So, you know, that that I it all fits into my little green bag and. There have even been a few times where my son wants to go to the park and I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'll take my book and we'll do this thing plein air today. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll go live from the park. Why not? That's awesome. Um, it's not the easiest, but yeah. it gets done. It so gets would done. you say watercolor is your favorite um, medium to work with? Yes. I mean, I think that um, acrylic on canvas I love yeah. acrylic on canvas. When I started drawing, I mean, I can't remember a time when I didn't draw. It was your obvious, right? Pen and pencil. And then I graduated to pen and ink. Pen and ink with some marker with color pencil. You, you know, you think about like your regular just childhood 
art supplies, right? That you yeah, would, your you know, Crayolas. Your Crayolas, right? It's whatever was at Publix on sale, right? Your Crayolas. Um, and I think that when I was in college, I took, um, so other than public school art classes, I've never been formally trained. And when I got to college, um, I decided I wanted to take an oil painting class because I'd never done it before. So intimidating. So intimidating. And just the amount of everything that like we were stretching our own canvas and we were using our own gesso on the canvas. And, you know, you have to have all the like the paint thinners and all of this stuff. And um, so I did it for a semester and I enjoyed it. But I never, I I always felt like it was not the right medium for my style. I see. And like, I remember we had to do a self-portrait. And and mind you, like, this wasn't art majors in these classes with me. It was, you know, novice painters as well. But some, you know, I think if you're taking that kind of class, it's because you have a level of interest. And so right. there's some skill set there, right? So it's it wasn't like stick figures. No one was doing it. Wasn't stick fi- there, it wasn't mean there. It wasn't stick figures. <laughs> but I remember like I finished my self-portrait and I was like, <laughs> it just, I was like, this doesn't look like everybody else's. And then um, shortly thereafter, I started experimenting with acrylic paint. And I always would draw whatever I was painting onto the canvas first with pencil. And it wasn't until, and, and I, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, the acrylic on the, on the canvas. And then shortly after college, um, when I started dating my now husband, I, um, was dabbling with a little canvas and I decided to use, um, Sharpie on the paint after I was, after it had set. And I remember looking at it and realizing this, this is it. This is what you found your style. I found it because at that yeah. point it felt like I was drawing with the paint the way right. that I had been, the way I had grown up. You know, you think about the way that we draw and you draw with, you know, you'll draw with like a, a ballpoint pen as a kid and then you'll color that in with color pencil. So I found a way you know, and it may seem silly because it took so long, but I found a way to translate that not even rudimentary technique, but that early technique onto, I, I, I grew it up. Right. You made so it your own. I made it, I made it yeah. my, my own. And so that's what this is. I mean, it's, it's Sharpie with acrylic. And so when I paint on canvas, it's always with acrylic. I don't have any oil. I, I have a little bit of oil paint. It probably is like, just like, rotted at this point (laughs) it's been so long but on the day-to-day like even when I do test um, when I get commission work because I do get a few um, commissions a year for canvases and when I do I always color test and I always run my color tests in watercolor because I just want to get a feel for what it's going to look like Um, and one of my dearest friends in college her aunt is an incredibly talented watercolor artist and I remember telling her how much I enjoyed working with watercolor at the time and she said you know watercolor is the most difficult of all the mediums because you can't fix it yeah you you you're stuck 
She's like, there are several little ways that you can fix it, but like, that's it. So you're very vulnerable. And I'd never had thought about that. And so when I'm live and I'm painting, I always tell people I'm not out for perfection. I don't want this to be like, you know, I'm not, I'm not working on the Mona Lisa, but, um, so I'm open to mistakes. And I think that, you know, there's ways to work around the mistakes. So even when I'm painting, I'm like, I'll, I'll say like, I'll I'll sit there and I'm, and I'm narrating as I'm painting. I'm like, okay, I'm using a thin brush because I'm trying to be careful as I'm going around this. I'm like, oh, oops, I just bled. Oh, well, I bled. Okay, here we go. And I think that that's the, just with everything in life, right? You just have to kind of roll with the punches and learn how to let go of things. And um, I have in my, in my age, I've become a firm believer in everything happening for a reason. And, and I think that kind of letting go of that has really um, helped just a lot with everything. And, and I think that that's why, um, you know, that's part of what I try to talk about in, in the Chronicles is just kind of it, you know, as cliche as it may sound, it kind of, it is what it is. And you just have to be, you know, yeah. um, you have to be okay to be surprised. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you have a choice in how you handle it. Right. Right. And you have to make the best choice that's going to keep you whole and healthy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. One of my best friends has this pair of cats and, um, and it's a mother daughter cat duo. That's so cute. And the mother is just the sweetest cat and she's so social and she'll come up to you and snuggle with you. And, and the, the daughter is very sheepish and you can never, you never see her. Like it's a thing. They're like, Oh, have you seen, have you seen cookie is cookie anywhere? And so I remember telling my daughter, I was like, listen, you can go through life one of two ways. You can, you can go through life like birdie. And make the most of it and get to know as many people as mm-hmm. you can and learn from them and be nice and accommodating. Right. Or you can go through life like Cookie and hide in a corner yeah. and just be like, I'm not going to deal with that. So, um, so yeah, you can go through life like Birdie or Cookie. Take your pick. Oh, my God. I, I, that may be your inspiration for today. Oh, yeah. Birdie or Cookie. Birdie or Cookie. I Birdie think that's cookie. a good one. And they're pretty. They are pretty. Riley's cats are really pretty. I'm not going to lie. I can't, I would like to see that one at some point. There we go. I wanted We're to ask some cats. you, uh, you touched upon, you know, how you're a career woman and you have all these other hats that you balance. How do you make sure you still get to live out this creative side? Because you are, you're an artist in every sense of the word. Yeah, I mean, I think that the nice thing is that I think the Chronicles have um, forced me to create space for it, to create time for it, right? You always hear people say, like, you have to make time for the things that matter to you, for the thing, you know? And when we, I think some things we do selflessly and it just, it happens. Um, So I think that the Chronicles have really helped with that, making sure that I'm taking you know, it can be as little as five minutes or as much as 30 minutes. And, 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 and in the beginning, it was an hour, sometimes more. And, um, and I think that that is why, I mean, you know, I think that you don't have to hang in a museum or a gallery to be an artist. And that's something that took me a long time to really accept. You know, I, I come from a family with a lot of artists um you know one of my cousins is he's an artist like he's full-blown an artist and 
he's it's incredible the work that he does and um you know a a few great aunts who were in beautiful oil painters and um you know another another couple of my cousins who have really great style to to their work and and you know they're not artists necessarily by that's all that they do but Mm -hmm. there is an artistic side to to it and um and i think that you know, we all have a, and and maybe as women, we kind of walk around with a little bit of feeling like imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. And I think that the Chronicles has been, has also been an, a journey for me to recognize that, um, that, that I, I am an artist. Like I remember, yes. um, and I, and I incorporate, I will say I incorporate my art into my real estate as well. Like when my clients buy a house, if it's their first home, I'll I'll paint a portrait for them and frame it and give it to them as a gift. And when I have clients whose home I'm selling, I'll paint a picture of the house that I've just sold for them and frame it and give them give it to them as a gift. Um, so I I think that both both sides complement each other, and. Um, I remember when I left the museum world and my kids school asked me to do career day. And at that time um, I was studying for my real estate license. My, my mother-in-law for years and years and years kept asking me, Oh, just come, come work for us. You'd be so good. Come work for, Oh, you're so good with people and you're, Oh, you're so creative. Like you, and you know, and it, it came to a point where I was like, I'm, I'm spending all, I have these little kids and yeah. I'm not spending a lot of time with them because I'm working sometimes six or seven days a week. And That's it was a, a lot. And um, and the guilt, right? That right. And just that. like all, yeah. of, all of that and like missing things, right? Like yeah. not being able to say, yeah, I'm going to go do career day or whatever. And so it was the first career day. And my my daughter was like, well, you can come in and talk about your art. You're an artist. And I was like, I, yeah. Okay, let's do Isn't let's that do that. Crazy how sometimes kids yeah. are so wise and they just yeah. know what to say. Mm-hmm. And and you know you're talking about like I'd had gallery shows yeah. and I'd I'd had paid commissions. I mean, but it took her but it, seeing but I was you like, that oh. way for you to be able to see yourself right. that way. And That's then the, so beautiful. the chronicles also have really really helped with that because yeah. I am practicing every day. When I was in college, I was the editorial cartoonist for our school daily newspaper and that was the first time I got paid to paint well I was drawing I wasn't painting but it was the first time that I got paid for my art every Friday I would get a paycheck for my art and I was like that's so cool like that's so cool and you know and even though I didn't full-fledged take it on like when I was working in the museum field for almost 20 years you know, I was always the one who had like these strong relationships with the artists because I could always say, well, you know, I'm an artist too. <laughs> you understood. You know, like I I got yeah. it. And and I would tell them like, like, I'm not like your level, like I'm not doing the things you're doing, um, but I'm an artist too. And I get it. And even still to this day, like I have a client who's an artist and I'm trying to help find studio space for her right now. And I was like, I totally, I love what you do. I get it. I was like, I'm an artist too. And they recently started following me like, oh, I love what you're doing. And I was like, thank you so much. And, um, but I think that, you know, um, 
it's our, our immediate circle. Sometimes are yeah. our, our biggest fans before we are. And so, but that's why I always say I do, I do the Chronicles as, as a passion project. And I have found, I have just found a way to respectfully give myself time to dedicate to it. And, um, and because there's inspiration all around every yeah. day. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I, I think it's so important, especially, I mean, not just for women, but yes, for women, because we wear so many hats. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know I'm guilty of putting the things that kind of fulfill me at the very bottom because, well, we, that's not necessary. You know, I, I have kids to feed and the house needs to be a certain way and I have all these other roles. But yeah, you you know, looking at your your post every day remind me, no, I, I need to pay attention to well, those little things that And I mean I think you also provide an incredible outlet, you know. Nobody you, you know, the Miami Lit is this is your oh, passion project and this you. is yes. your you <laughs> this know is my, my little baby. This is your your baby. And I think that, you know, it's important yeah. for us as working women with families to have these little babies that are not human. Yes. That, <laughs> that have nothing to do with anybody else. That keep us going. Us. And you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's that little selfish thing that is, yeah. is for us. And, and that's why I think that whenever the COVID chronicles kind of comes to an end, I truly feel like I have a, vi- I just have this visceral feeling that I will have kind of a different incarnation of a daily yes. painting project, whatever it might be, it will probably at that point gravitate over to CSD studio and style. And it'll just be, it'll be the art journal. Um, because I think that this has become so much a part of me yeah. that, uh, that I, I love it. I love it so, so very much. And, and it's fun just having these conversations like with you, like for sure, I'm going to do birdie and cookie today Yay! based on the conversation, you know, and see that I can't wait. And then who knows what tomorrow will bring, you know, yeah. and that's, um, that's always kind of the fun thing. It's like in life, right? You never know what tomorrow is going to bring. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't want to see it end. I'm kind of a little selfish, but I'm so excited to see what you would come up with next. Well, I think that at the, at so the rate cool. that kids under 12 are going to get vaccinated, I'll be doing this <laughs> through at least the fall, right? I mean, that's that's what it kind of looks like. So it, yeah, it, it looks. It's yeah, I should I should go difficult. to Jerry's Artorama and order another three books or something. I, I think so. I I have just a few more questions. Sure. For you. I mean, I could what sit ad- here and do this all day. Oh, thank you. I what advice do you have for somebody that? could benefit from the from art making but wouldn't say they're like like me like I could barely do stick figures how do you think I should people like me should start so uh, it's funny that you asked that because uh, so in, in, uh, you know you'll hear me say a lot like well this friend and that friend and this friend um so a friend of mine and her name is Selma and I adore Selma she has this incredible spirit and spunk to her and she and her husband have this like everlasting super sweet love story and they uh, you know they're they're dogs or they're fur babies and they're just they're adorable and it was probably sometime either in the fall or late in the summer and she asked me what are what are what are your materials that you're using 
because I really think I, I'd like to try something. And I said, of, of course. So I told her, okay, well, you know, my, my sketchbook, I got it Jerry's Artorama. It's a reflections five by seven, but they come in different sizes. I like the five by seven because it's portable right. and, and it's got the little like closey strap. And I use the, these, are, these are my Pentel Aqua brush pens. I like them because I can travel with them. And she and her husband do a lot of traveling. Um, and then the Pelican, you know, I, I like that style of watercolor because it's, um, it's also very portable friendly. Right. It's not the tubes. It's like the, the brick. And, uh, and I told her, listen, just if all you want to do is circles on a page, then do circles on a page. There's no right or wrong or good or That's bad. True. It's, you know, I think there's a quote and I can't remember who said it, but, it, and I'm going to butcher it for sure. But it basically is like, everyone is born an artist until they grow up. Wait, Something I, like that. Matt Picasso? Or it, it may I be. Think so. I think it, I think yeah. So. And yeah. I think that that's true. You know, I think that we all are, you know, it's when you start, it's when you start to feel like, oh, well, I'm not good at this, so I'm not going to do it. That's a good point. Yeah. So I told her, I was like, just do whatever feels happy and comfortable for you. And, um, and so she went out, she got the materials and, um, you know, we're friends. And so we obviously follow each other on Instagram and she posted a couple of like her things and it was so, so nice. And then there's this, um, there's this other woman that I, who's a family, a, a friend of the family. And, um, she, her, her husband used to be, um, a, a museum director that I worked for many moons ago. And, um, I didn't know that she painted now and then. And I saw her, um, we started talking about, because she's a, she's also a realtor. And so we started talking about some property during the pandemic. And I said to her, oh my gosh, I noticed that you've been painting. And she, she was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I saw you dip into your paintbrushes again and decided why not? And, and I think that that's it, right? Like why, why not? Why not give it a try? Yeah. Why not give it a go? Um, I remember maybe it was about maybe six years ago now, five years ago now, a friend, again, another friend of mine um, started posting pictures of these ceramics. And I said, oh my gosh, I didn't know that you were doing pottery. And she said, you know what? I just, I signed up for a class over at the Anhinga studio and I love it. And I was like, that's fantastic. So I don't think it's ever... I don't think you're ever too old to pick up a hobby. That's true. I don't think you're, I, I think it's, those are the things that keep us going and yeah. that keep us motivated. You know, the day that you stop learning is the day that you die. Yeah. Right. So you got to keep growing and learning. So I would say whoever wanted to try to start something, I think that pen and paper is the most accessible and easiest way to do it. And whether you go on YouTube and enter, like learn how to draw a flower or you just look at a picture and give it your best, I would say just remember that anything you draw can be broken down into simple shapes mm -hmm. from circles, squares, ovals, triangles, and just look at it and from that perspective and not from a, it has to be perfect and realistic. Yes. My artwork is not perfect. It's not realistic. It's mine. It's my style. And every artist has their own style, you know? Um, 
my my glasses that I'm wearing are were done. Um, Warby Parker did these in col- collaboration with the Robert Rauschenberg Foundation. And when you you know sometimes when you look at artists like Rauschenberg or Rothko, all these sometimes people look at their art and they're like, what is that? You know. <laughs> And it's because it's that's their style. Yeah. And so anyone is capable of doing it. And, um, you know, and it's all about how it makes you feel. And for me, it just it's a stress reliever. Um, you know, I know that I feel like I'm not done for the day until I've done my painting yeah. for the day. That's amazing. I love that. That's such sound advice. I I think you're right. Yeah. Just let go of all the the crazy ideas that you can do it and just give it a go. Just give it a go. Exactly. Yeah. And if you didn't like it, well, you can just put it in the trash. Or don't. Don't put it in the trash. (laughs) Don't don't put it in the trash. Listen to the expert. Don't put it in the trash. I'm sure it'll get better. I, you know, my daughter this week, they they didn't have camp. And there was one day, um, I had, again, I had gotten them all these different projects. And so I said, well, what do you want to do today? Do you want to do some decoupage or do you want to, paint on canvas and she opted to paint on canvas and I thought it was adorable and she, at the end of it she was like oh, I really don't like this and I said listen constructive criticism I will tell you that if you're ever going to paint on canvas draw it out in pencil first draw it out in pencil first and then paint I have never and I probably will never just take paint straight to a canvas I said, but it's lovely because you made it. So it doesn't matter that the stem is quote unquote too thick on your mushroom that you painted. Yeah, It doesn't matter. But if it's going to bother you, then here's a solution for the future. It's it's a learning We really lesson. are our worst critics. We really are. We are so mean to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do that all the time. Yeah. I, I don't paint, but I, and, and you and I figured our, and and I'm so happy to meet somebody in real life that's obsessed with notebooks and pens oh and all sorts of stationary goodies. I have an unfortunate <laughs> pile. And you know, I I don't paint, but I journal a lot. And sometimes, I'm like I'll I'll just be writing, and I'm like, God, this is so crooked. I just want to tear it off and start again. But then I refuse to tear pages from a bound notebook, mm-hmm. so that kind of saves me. But it, it you're right. We really need to just ease up. And let it be. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, I think that the pen and paper thing for me is um, like, I, I see how college students these days and even high school students like are taking notes with their laptops. Yes. And I just, I always retained everything so much better when I wrote it. Well, it's been proven. There's and it's, so many right. studies that show and when you put pen to paper, something happens. Right, because you're, clicks. you're you're the one making that connection. Yeah. So yeah, so so you know, I have um a graveyard of used notebooks and I have um notebooks waiting waiting in the ranks. I was so when we were in Orlando last week, one of my favorite um, stationary stores, and it's not even that te- technically, it's not just a stationary store. So I shouldn't call it that. But for those of you who know you, and most people are probably familiar without even knowing that they're familiar with it, but there's this company called Rifle Paper Company. Yes. 
and rifle paper the prince, the prince right Oof. and so anna bond who's a graduate of rollins college in winter park um she's you know a talented artist she's a gifted artist and she started painting and the paintings turned into prints and then those prints turned onto all this other stuff so every time that we're in orlando we spend half a day in winter park because it's so charming and we always because i ask oh and actually at this point i don't even have to ask like we always it's go to rifle now. we just we go to rifle paper and we always go into the sale room and this time there were journals in, in the sale room floor. And I was like, yes. Score. Score. <laughs> and my daughter was like, oh, can I get one? I was like, of course. Like, start them young. Yes. Um, but I, you know, I used to journal when I was a little girl. I, yeah. I, I'm an only child. So I journaled a lot. And I will say, I think that my... Um, I, I used to have composition books that I would draw in, and mm -hmm. then I had my journals. And when I first bought my first sketchbook, like legit sketchbook, came in seventh grade when our art teacher required us to have a sketchbook. And I'd never, it was, it was a concept that was foreign to me, completely foreign to me. And when and I remember it was um, we had to go to Rex Art back when it was Rex Art. There's a, there's a Chipotle there now, yeah, on <laughs> Douglas and Coral Way. Um, and I remember that the sketchbook was like black and white. It looked like a composition book, and it was a sketchbook, and I loved it. And that's what got me hooked onto having yeah. a sketchbook. And then uh, as I, and then I got my own sketchbook for my personal use because I was like, oh, wait, hold on. And I will say that my first sketchbooks were really art journals. Yeah. I think that this project, the COVID Chronicles, has become my adult art journal. But when you look at like my sketchbooks from when I was 11, 10, 11, not 10, but like 12, 13 right. years old, which I still have them. Um, it was, they were art journal. Like I would, it was, it was journaling the way yeah. that people are journaling these days. You know, I would, I would do collages and it yes. was song the lyrics and the, yeah, the magazine yes. cutouts. Like I remember my mom wanted to paint the house and I remember going, <laughs> I remember going into Home Depot and just getting like all the color paint yes, samples, the cards. the cards. And I was like, ooh, these are going to look so cool in my sketchbook. And they had like laminate um, samples too. And I was like, yes. So I have like, those books are so heavy yeah. because they're like collages and like writings. And so, I, you know, so I think that that is um, journaling. I And I said this to you, I said this to you and I'll say it to you again. You are an artist because journaling oh. is so, it's such an outlet. It is. It really is it such is. an outlet. And there are so yeah. many incredible um, resources now for journaling artists. Um, you know, washi tape was not a thing in 1992. It is now. No, and We had to use, I remember making these like patterns with that, what was that tape called? 
the well, the like super shiny. Yeah, so there was like the and duct it came tape. In like three, duct yeah. tape. It came in like three, only three colors well, or something like I that. I also remember yeah. taking just regular tape and drawing on it yes. with Sharpie and being like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. You know, but that was like the American, you know, I'm sure that there were like super cool girls in Japan using washi tape in 1992. Not us. Not we us. Had like, duct tape. We had like. <laughs> Duct tape and like 3M, right? And the jelly rolls. And the That's jelly it. rolls. Yeah. That's it. And just so I, um, so there is, there used to be, I feel like there used to be, so I, I, close to where I live, there used to be two accessible, and by accessible, I mean close, um, office supply stores. There was a Staples and there was an Office Depot. So there was a Staples on Douglas and Coral Way. And there was the Office Depot on Ponce, which today is a Target, which is totes cool by me. But it's a it, was, dangerous, it was dangerous. It, it was an cool. Office Depot. And um, so last week when, when, we, when we were in Orlando, we were meeting my husband's um, like distant family that, that lives in Orlando. And we see them every time that we're in, in town because they're lovely, lovely, lovely. And we always go to this place called the Peach Valley Cafe or something. And it's this cute little diner. And there are a couple throughout the state. And when we pulled up, there was an office depot next door. And we had like 20 minutes to kill. And I said to Don, I said, I'm going into office depot. Because <laughs> it's been so long since I've been to a brick and mortar office supply store. Yeah. And he was like, oh, but you have so many pens. And I was like, shut your trap. I'm going into Office Depot. If you guys want to tag along, that's fine. But I'm going to go get lost in like the yeah. pen aisle for a while. And I know that I, I, I've, and my friend Briley with the cats is another pen and paper aficionado and I'll always ask her like hey what because she always finds the most obscure pens out there and so I'll, every now and then I'll ask her like oh what what pen are you using these days what's your current favorite pen and she'll tell me and I'll look it up and um, order it and try it and most of the time I'm like oh yeah this is amazing um, and so I, I walked into Office Depot and I was like oh look my fa my current favorite pens are on sale it's like, do I need another dozen? No. Would I like another dozen? <laughs> well, of course. So like I walked out of Office Depot with like pens and like my daughter like wanted colored pencils and I was like, sure. And then like my son liked this like pencil pouch and I was like, okay, like I'm in a generous mood. We're in Office Depot. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go wild. Let's go wild, you know? Like, I'm going to spend 20 bucks. It's going to be great. Everyone's going to be so happy. And we walked into the restaurant, and they're like, you went to Office Depot? And I was like, yeah, I have a problem with pens. Like, I just can't yeah. ever have enough. Yep. Um, you know, if you're a pen aficionado, you'll also know that your favorite pen may not be around forever. Like, it's true. You know, at you some point, so you got to stock up, you know? Yeah. You got to stock up. So, yeah. So, like, I, um, you know, these, uh, the Uniballs, you know, they've been around since at least 1995. Um, and so those, those are like workhorses. But um, my current favorite, like, just everyday pen is um, Sharpie has come out with this, like, needle point 
well, Pentel has a needlepoint retractable that I love, and Sharpie has come out with this very fine tip um, gel roller that I love. I'm going to have to try that. It's super I cool. I think I have one. I think I have one on my... I, I usually carry... Okay. We're going to have to take that for a test drive. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take that thing for a test drive. If you like it, you can keep it because I <laughs> obviously have like three dozen of them, but... So I, I think that... Uh, I think that it all kind of just, it, it is all a creative outlet. Like I, yeah. I've, I've had people who have said to me, I love sitting next to you at meetings because your notes are so colorful. And when I was taking the real estate course, you know, how many, many, many years ago now, um, I, you know, I'm not a very good test taker. And so I was so paranoid about my note taking because I wanted to do well on the test. And I was like, okay, if my notes are good, like I'm going to come back to them easily for studying right. and whatever. So I bought myself this like arsenal. Like I got like these retractable um, paper mate pens that had just come out that oh, I really well, liked. Was it the Joy something? Yes. The, those, those, those become a classic. Those were like, great. Those were so I had those and then I had some like standard markers because I like to change the um, the, the thickness of what I'm writing with um, so that like if there's a header, it's in a thicker font than whatever. Anyways, I, I, there's you a method. A method. To, there's a you method to a method, my madness. For sure. And I remember like I was sitting there and like, you know, clicking and like writing and I would write for a while and then I would click and switch pens. And I remember this woman turned around in real estate class and was like excuse me oh no um can you stop making so much noise oh no and i looked at her and i was like i'm so sorry i'm not trying to be like l legit all i was doing was like every like Clicking 10 minutes every 10 minutes i would click my pen and switch to a different pen so it was just like a regular click sound and you're in a just... room of like 50 people um she eventually left the class. She didn't finish the course. Well, with that attitude. But it was really funny because to this no day, surprise. every time I will say like ever since that day, every time I click a pen, I'm like, well, I'm pissing somebody off. Now. <laughs> so, but I do. I, I love. So I, I so I that's why I say I think that, you know, you know journaling is just as much, you know, yeah. I, art. Art is not only made with pens and brushes. Art is not only made in a studio. Art can be made any day, every day, you know. Good point. So, so true. Yeah. So before I let you go, because you're a busy lady, um, I wanted to ask you, as a native Miamian, mm -hmm. what's your favorite part about living here? Because, you know, here, uh, as you mentioned, this is my, my little baby, and it's it's our hope to help start changing the perception of our, our city. And yeah. We're, we're more than just flip-flops and party town yeah there's, there's a lot more to us as a lot of people are figuring out as they decide to make florida and miami their home yes i mean we have had did you know so here's a here's a real estate fun fact for you did you know that for every person for every one person leaving florida there are five coming in <laughs> nice now that statistic is like it's probably about three months old now that it, so now it's probably higher, right? Well, I don't know. I honestly have to look at it. Um, I really do have to look at it. But, um, you know, I will say this, and I say this a lot to clients that are relocating into Miami. 
Miami's not for everybody, but once you find your niche, it's a wonderful place to be. Yeah. Um, I think that my favorite space, ha having grown up here and having left and lived elsewhere, I mean, I lived in Texas, I, I lived in New York and, and I came back. Um, and I, like I viscerally came back after college, like when the, when the college safety bubble was burst in Texas and I started working in Texas and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> ¿Qué pasó? No, en no entiendo, no entiendo esto. Um, I was like, it's time for me to come home. And, um, and I just like sent out, it was, it's a funny story. I just like sent my resume out to every single museum in Miami and was like, maybe someone will hire me. And someone did. Thank you. Thank you, Miami Children's Museum. You brought me home. But um, my favorite thing in Miami is there's this one drive that I like to do. And anytime that I, nowadays, that I'm showing property in Palmetto Bay, mm -hmm. I'm so happy because I force myself to go out of the way to do my favorite drive. So my favorite drive is South Bay Shore in Coconut Grove, all the way south onto Ingram Highway, down Ingram Highway to Lejeune, to Old Cutler, to the Deering Estate. You're hitting like so many major points. Like that drive to me aesthetically is just, it's like, it's old Miami. Yes. It's the lush yeah. green banyan canopy. Um, there was a painting actually that I did in, in one of the books. I was driving down to Palmetto Bay to show clients. Um, actually, was, I was driving down to Cutler Bay to show clients some townhouses. And it was a very, very rainy day, like just stereotypical summer rain. And... Off on the side, there's this one part of Old Cutler that starts to turn as you're entering kind of into the Palmetto Bay, out of Pinecrest into Palmetto Bay. And growing wild, at least that's what it looks like to me, there is this massive like brush and it has pockets of bougainvillea mm -hmm. growing in it as well. And it turned into my painting for the day because I was like, oh my gosh, look how, look, like, look how pretty I that actually, is. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, it's it just I was like, look at how pretty that is. So, so there's there's those aspects of Miami, just like the the flora and the fauna, right? That we forget, like yeah. that we forget is is here and is not normal, right? Like when you go out to the Everglades on a cold day, purposefully because you know that's when the alligators are going to be out because <laughs> they have to sun themselves to stay warm. Like those things, I love those things. I think the thing that I like the most about Miami, though. And this is the main reason I came back is because as a Latina, I knew I wanted my kids. And mind you, this is me at like 22. Like I wasn't even like dating anyone at the time. But I knew like when I when I and if I have the chance to start a family, I want my kids to feel free to speak Spanish and yeah. to understand it. And I, I, I knew I knew I wanted that for them. 
And, and there's just something really special about how, and I know a lot of people say Miami's, it's not a melting pot. It's like a, it's like a tossed salad, <laughs> um, which is true, you know. Um, but I think that there's some, it, it's one of the few pockets really where like you have, you wonder like, oh, are they going to speak to me in English or in Spanish? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. um, you know, we just yesterday morning, we went to, um, we went to Latin America for breakfast because my husband, who's like the biggest gringo, loves Latin America breakfast. And he always likes to order in Spanish, which let me preface this by saying he does not speak Spanish. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so he's always like, you know, buenos dias. He's like, um, huevo frito. Papas fritas and cafe cubano, and they always ask him like, "Oh, cafe con leche," and he's like, "No, no, 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 no. cafe cubano." He wants the he the wants good stuff. he wants the and he makes it too. And he, I will say, he makes oh a good goodness. Cuban coffee. That's he does. Amazing. He makes a you good. You know, I cannot drink that. I'm like the only Cuban that that can. I think can. I it I, makes me like so jittery. I like it. I do. I do like it. And he makes it strong. Um, so we went yesterday and, and the kids have like, you know, it had been a, like, it had been like over a year since they'd been in there and they, they've changed the menu a little bit at the Latin America. And now, um, they also have like French toast and pancakes. Oh, I didn't so I was know like, that. Oh, okay. So I was like, Hey, you know, I said to my son, I was like, Hey, do you, if you don't want eggs, like they actually have pancakes. Yeah. My kids, if you gave them, and I remember being like, like I have, such vivid memories of going to um there was this grocery store there's a there's a dollar general there today on 8th street there was this grocery store mm. called el imperial yeah when i was little and i never stepped foot for personal reasons into a publix until i was 16 like we always did our grocery shopping at el imperial and i remember we would walk into el imperial and i would be sitting in the in the grocery cart and my mom would hand me a loaf of cuban bread we are not cuban she would hand me a loaf of cuban bread and like half of it would be gone by the, by time, the time that we paid out. yeah because <laughs> i would just sit there like Kink. so my kids like i would i would like as an as a responsible adult like there's some it's funny like the things you're like i can't believe like they let me do that like i can't believe yeah. she let me do that but if i gave my Maybe kids that was like the phone of you know of the day Instead of giving you the phone, she gave you bread. Yeah, so Here you here's, go. here's the bread. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> relax. Mm, carbs. <laughs> um, it started it all. That's where it all started. Um, but my 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 son was like, I want pancakes and Cuban toast, and I was like, okay. And he had like a pancake, and like, but like his tostada was gone. Oh, so good. And I'm like, listen, and like we're so bad that we will. And if I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy, but we salt our tostada. Ooh, it's so good with the melted butter. I didn't say it was good for me. I just said it was good. No, it's that. Oh man, I haven't had a, a tostada in so long. Well, you you should go. It's so good. Ooh. And when we were we were visiting um, after Orlando, we went to Vero Beach to visit friends of ours, my husband's childhood best friend, and we all went to high school together at Gables. And he and his wife, who were high school sweethearts, are um, you know they're they're married and. They had their kids early in life, and so they're basically empty nesters. And you know, so here we are in like our 
early mid forties and we're dealing with this like cluster. Right. And then here they are in their mid forties with like adult children. Right. And we're like, Oh my goodness. Look at that. Look at that. That is, that's a rare bird. So, but it was funny because she was like, Oh, do you want coffee? And I was like, you know, I usually can't drink coffee in the morning because it upsets my stomach. And then I realized it's because I'm drinking like hard, straight up, straight up Cuban coffee. And then I saw the way she was making it and like she was making it with like maple syrup and oat milk and in one of those like fancy carafe things. And I was like, oh, and I'm not, uh, I'm not a daily coffee drinker at all. And I was like, sure. So she gave me the coffee and I was like, this is so good. This is so good. And then when we came home and, you know, Don made me the coffee again because he was like, oh, do you want coffee? I was like, I'll have coffee. And then I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like this is like (laughs) lightning fuel. (laughs) This isn't like, so, so I think that, so what that all boils down to is that I think that that's what I love about Miami is that, um, there's an opportunity to tap into these different cultures. You know, like one of my best friends is, well, your friend, you know, and one of my best friends, Pia is from Argentina. And, you know, I, um, we're, we're all watching Euro cup and Copa America right now. And, uh, and she was like, oh, do you want to come? on Saturday and watch the Argentina play Brazil in the final. And like, I still haven't responded to her because I feel like 75% of me wants to go. Mm-hmm. And the other 25% of me knows that she's going to be screaming at the screen yeah. the whole time. <laughs> and like, like I always just feel bad, but I think that that's one of the things that I love is just yes. the fact that like, there's all of that. There is all of that. So as crazy as Miami can be as horrible as the traffic is, it's home, yeah. you know, and um, and it's just a very special place. And I think that the creative, the creative economy and the creative community in Miami continues to mature and grow. And I think it's with help from outlets like yours Thank that you. allows people to connect and to realize who is in their backyard. Like, um, I don't know if you know Atomic. He's a graffiti artist. He does all the oranges. Mm-hmm. And so I met Atomic years ago when he was doing a a museum mural. And so I started following him on Instagram. And when I saw that he started following me, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is exciting. This is exciting. (laughs) And like still to this day, like when he like comments on like my art blogging and stuff, I'm like, I had such a good day, like a top, you know, so I think like that, that can that those uh those opportunities for connectivity mm-hmm. are so important and um you know it, it's still a young city and um that's you know goes through a lot of shifts and a lot of changes and i think there are a lot of naysayers um but there's something something really special about this place yeah yeah i have to agree yeah i have to agree a hundred percent. Well, Cecilia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank this was you so, much, so fun. much. I had so much fun. And, you know, follow, feel free to follow me on Instagram yes. and Facebook, COVID Chronicles. If, if you're watching us on YouTube, yes. everything will be in our description. It will. If, if you're listening. If you are listening to us, just then look it up. Make sure to come over and and check out all of Cecilia's amazing artwork. Yeah. I can't say Thank enough. Thank you. Yeah, You're, and it's all it there. It makes me so happy every day when you post and it comes up on my feed. I'm like, oh, I love this. It's so much fun. 
So thank, thank you, you for that. Thank you so, so thank much. Thank you for coming. And I love the new studio space. Yes. It's which so you pretty. Find. I did. So thank you for that too. I'm a, I tell you, I'm a woman <laughs> of many hats. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're, you're talented in so many areas and we and, are lucky to have you. And here are these guys for you to try out. See, I'm, 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 an, I'm a pusher. I'm a pen pusher. I'm like, try these guys <gasps> out. Look at this color. Oh Isn't my. it so pretty? Blue is my it's favorite like a color. Lavender, blue periwinkle, like... It's all wrapped so pretty. Up into one. It's so pretty. If you like it, Ooh, keep it. Yeah. I'm not gonna say no. You no, know that, right? I, I know that's why I'm okay. offering. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not saying it with a. Oh, she's I'm gonna going say no. To I'm gonna take put it. it. Yeah. Ooh, and it's in my fun nice. like pack. I have so many pen pouches because that's the other thing. Like, right? Okay, so we're gonna be like. There's so many like lifetime mul- friends. Yeah, I mean, because it's just... I have a pouch problem too. Mm-hmm. Like it's the pouch it's problem bad. is fed by the pen problem. The pen problem is fed by the journal problem right it's it is it's 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 as simba would say it's the circle of life it just keeps feeding right yes so well Well, thank you for having me no and as i as i say every day when i sign off be happy be healthy be safe and be smart and there's no but i can't top that so thank you guys and we will see you next time thank you thank you jenny Mm -hmm.